Greetings, Dr. Matthew Vincent and Eversore liaison Kybert Sampson. How are you doing today? I am doing quite well. I'm okay. That's good to hear. I, I also want to point out, it's really funny that everybody in this in this audience is now an SCP, so in the audience, uh, of the podcast is now an OC in my canon, except for me. I'm not putting myself in there. Everybody else has a representative in some shape. I'm going to put you in my canon. Then oh, we'll all be damn. in the SCP universe. We got to all be there. I haven't written about my, <clears throat> Michael's character. Do Dr. Quinn Doodles, I believe, is his name. Dr. Quinn Doodles. Oh. Quinn Doodles. Let's check on that real quick, if I'm getting that wrong. Uh, Pathophysics Department. Lead researcher, researcher Quinn Doodles. Okay. You, you need to oh. make just like a female girl boss version of yourself. <laughs> that, that I don't know why you stipulated female girl boss. Can you be that, a that, male that, girl boss? That, that, yeah, uh, a one. male boss. A man boss. I, I saw I saw it was like uh mansplaining something male wife or something like that. I was gonna say um, a male girl boss. A male boss is a male man, because he's a double man. I uh what do you call it? Um I I've I've been running into this issue. It's a pet peeve of mine for pe like like this is like the the, the moment as an author with having to correct people using your stuff because at least three people have called my character Maria Johnston Dr. Johnston and I'm like no she got a ma she only has a master's degree are you guys not reading <laughs> <laughs> it's very very it's very specific she you only need, has a master's you, degree you need to make it canon that people oftentimes miss incorrectly misattribute doctor to happened. her title because they think she's yeah already, already happened that. scp 7 7899 when she is um interviewing a uh someone who is affected by the anomaly uh they say they say that uh they they, they refer to her as doctor and she corrects them damn you gotta have that be the consistent joke with her that she's always Running having to gag. tell people no. She's and she's like really angry about it too because she wants to be a doctor but she isn't. And then someone was like, "What? what you're telling me that she can do research without a doctor?" Like, yes, yes, yes. You uh, don't have to be a doctor yes, to be a researcher. Many people do. <laughs> uh, the only one I believe who is a doctor at Site Seventy Eight is actually Matthew Vincent, because the the whole point of him is that he's supposed to be older and more experienced than the rest of the people at Site Seventy Eight. He's the only guy with a doctor out there. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I think Director Richter is probably a doctor. Probably, maybe, maybe. D I R D R. Doctor Richter canonically has only an associate. <laughs> I think Doctor <laughs> Director works better than Director Doctor. Doctor Director. But we aren't here to talk about me. We're here to talk no. about an author by the name of Killer Poyo, um, a, uh, a a a Mexican uh, bad bitch, as I'll uh, as I'll as I'll describe her. Uh, <laughs> writes for the for, writes for the website. Um, she created a little group of interest called uh, Val Raven. That makes people in the SCP Discord uh, tear their hair out and scream to the heavens. Um, 
and generally likes to write about her culture and South American stuff. So today we will be taking a look at her series, Ravens and Vipers, uh, which I didn't actually know the name of until probably a few weeks ago when I called it the wrong thing on my hub. <laughs> Good job. Nice. To be to be fair, as you'll you'll look at the the first part of it, uh, SCP sixty thirty eight on the little earthworm, they don't have it listed. Hmm. All right. So let's see. Here. It looks like there's going to be two pages. Uh, one on the lower level of security, and then another on the middle level of security. Yes, there are. Yeah, there's there's two pages to this besides the uh, the opening blurb. Okay. Shall we begin? Yes. Yes, I will read. I will read the blurb. Okay. All right. Also, also for reference, this is SCP sixty thirty eight. Its title is a warfare innovation. Notice from the Records and Information Security Administration, RISA, Records and Information Security Administration. The original version of this file was initially elaborated by Agent Ramirez. The file has been revised and updated by Paratech Division of Site-63. Access to the original file is unrestricted under Level 1 security clearance. Access to the updated version is only for staff with Level 3 security clearance. That's the first iteration of the file. This is shown as a level four secret. That's interesting. Hmm. Is that a typo? Is it? Access the updated version only for staff with level three security clearance. That uh, that but might be the first an error one is level on their one. part. Huh. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. <clears throat> well, anyhow. Shall we dig in? Special containment procedures are pending with no listing for danger class or notice class. SCP-6038 refers to an ongoing phenomenon affecting rural villages in the southern region of redacted Central America. No eyewitness accounts of the events are available since every case has involved the complete termination of the local inhabitants. Preliminary forensic evaluation of human remains after an SCP-6038 incident indicates extreme violence against uh, that is consistent with the use of both pre-modern bladed and edged weapons, as well as blunt trauma. Severity of the damage to both human remains and property suggests the physical strength of the perpetrators vastly exceeds that of the average human. Shown on the page is a satellite photograph of an area in Central America that has been affected by SCP-6038. Three SCP-6038 incidents have been documented so far. They occurred sequentially in the lapse of five days, between 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. Forensic reconstruction suggests attackers emerged from the ground and started rounding up the population. Footprints recovered from the scene indicate the attackers are likely humanoid and weigh around 200 kilograms. Height estimates are about 2 meters tall. Each set of footprints originates from a different crater in the ground within a 50-meter radius of the town. There are no signs of tunnels or any other type of digging, which suggests that the entities manifested on those locations. The initial location of the humanoid entities is consistent with a tactical positioning intended to cut the escape routes for the inhabitants of the affected towns off. In one incident, villagers had access to firearms and used them to defend themselves. Evidence suggests it was ineffective in stopping the attack. 
After the termination of all inhabitants in the town, there is no evidence of further activity on the part of SCP-6038. It is unclear how SCP-6038 left the incident's area. At the time the aftermath of SCP-6038 was discovered, there was no trace of it aside from footprints and very small traces of fine dust from an ivory-like substance. Discovery Log A bus driver arrived at the locality of San Jacinto. Is that Jacinto? Jacinto, yes. Jacinto. Redacted. The individual presented signs of acute psychological disturbance and attempted to contact local authorities, claiming that a matanza had occurred in a nearby village. Local police dismissed the man as disturbed and argued that incidents in guerrilla territory fell outside of their jurisdiction. However, they elaborated a report on the bus driver's declaration. A few days later, the report caught the attention of Agent Ramirez, a local SCP Foundation operative and liaison with local authorities. The peculiarities of the reported events prompted Agent Ramirez to travel to the location, where he confirmed the bus driver's testimony. Agent Ramirez's evaluation of the site pointed to anomalous involvement in the incident, and in the following days, Agent Ramirez discovered two other settlements that had been affected by the SCP. The three affected towns were suspected by local authorities to be support bases for the insurgent group known as La Vibora. Las Viboras, is that it? Las Viboras, yes. Nearby towns not affiliated with that group have not been affected. Based on this hypothesis, Agent Ramirez identified the most probable site for SCP-6038's manifestation and requested an MTF intervention. Addendum. A transmission log. Identified are Agent Ramirez and Dr. Guevara. After the discovery of SCP-6038, Agent Ramirez began an urgent communication with Dr. Gravara, the immediate superior. I'll Who's be uh, Ramirez, and Kai can be Guevara. Okay. All right. All you have presented so far is circumstantial evidence. Unfortunately, we still lack sufficient information to confirm the presence of anomalous activity on your site. I'm afraid I cannot approve the deployment of an M MTF at this moment. The last time I called you, it was one town. Now there are two more. All dead because we don't have enough information. Do you know what I think? I think that in the States, we send hammer down every time someone gives us a dirty look. And here, I have almost 100 corpses and can't even get a single squad. Careful with your words, kid. Remember, your career is on the line. How do you think it will look if I deploy an MTF at your request and it ends up being nothing? No worse than if you don't, and it ends up being being something. Look, Doctor, if you're right, I don't, and I'm wrong, you can laugh at me and relocate my ass to Svalbard. I will take full responsibility for the fiasco. If I'm right and you, you are wrong, I will make sure you take full responsibility for every single one of the dead. Am I being clear enough? At Agent Ramirez's request, MTF Tau-52 Rumble in the Jungle specialized in containment and engagement in tropical environments, has been urgently dispatched to the area. I've got to say, just taking a step back before we go into the level three security briefing, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see um, justifications of the SCP, like having some budget cuts, especially in, in like your thing, Sergio, with the, uh, was it the turnip? I believe it was a turnip. The uh, radish. Or was it a radish? radish. That's right, it was yes. the radish. Um, I think it's very interesting to see the SCP have to, the SCP Foundation have to deal with logistical problems of not just sending out a group of heavily armed, anomalously equipped dudes to, like, fucking blow shit up. Because you gotta also, realize. Uh, yeah? I was gonna point out, if you refresh the page, it has been corrected to being level one. 
Ah, interesting. Okay. So I, 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 I may I may have shot the I author at DM. <laughs> 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 all right well it's all it says level one it says level one redact the previous information it's all good all right <clears throat> no typos here yes level one unrestricted containment class pending now on to level three scp6038 level three confidential containment class safe disruption class three kennick risk class of two caution SCP-6038-1 is to be kept disassembled in its core modular components and its main body. Each module of SCP-6038-1 should be kept separately in a standard safe class container under the supervision of the Paratechnological Division of Site-63. In order to prevent the emergence of SCP-6038-2 instances, under no circumstances should the components of SCP-6038-1 be assembled and activated. A possible exception to these containment procedures is currently being considered under Research Proposal 697. SCP-6038-1 is a paratechnological construct capable of autonomous behavior. Its main body resembles a wheelbarrow, bomb disposal bot, including a mechanical claw and drilling tool that allows it to manipulate objects and drill small holes into the ground. Reverse engineering of the SCP has identified five core functionality modules in its hardware. Module A consists of an embedded processor running a non-sentient tactical AI. This module controls the behavior and decisions of the SCP instance. It has shown a highly adaptable response to encountering new threats. Module B consists of an ultrasonic echolocation sensor. This sensor is powerful enough to give the anomaly an awareness of its surroundings in a radius of 3 kilometers with a granularity of 2 millimeters. Module C consists of a 3D printing cloning device. This module is responsible for creating instances of SCP-6038-2. It also contains a morphogenetic field generator. See SCP-4211 and SCP-3241 for further information on the morphogenetic field generator. This allows it to temporarily alter the thaumaturgical properties of any Dash 2 instances. Module D is a hyper-high-frequency voice synthesizer, which Dash 1 uses to render ultrasonic voice incantations in Mycenaean Greek, inaudible to humans but tuned to the hearing range of Dash 2 instances. These incantations allow the anomalous entity to exert control over all instances of Dash 2 in a radius of 2.5 kilometers. Module E is a thaumaturgically enhanced solar power generator and battery. It integrates thaumaturgical sigils associated with the Turkic sun god Koyash to the photovoltaic system, augmenting its energy efficiency 593% from an expectable and comparable sized solar power generator. SCP-6038-2 instances are cloned maxillary teeth belonging to a Dracus Colchis, a now-extinct species of Georgian dragon. SCP-6038-2 anomalous properties manifest when planted into firm ground. After implementation, the instances can grow into two meters tall, faceless humanoids made of an ivory-like substance and resembling archaic period Greek statues. In this form, an SCP-6038-2 instance can grow weapons made of the same material as its body, SCP-6038-1 creates new instances of 6038-2 utilizing the cloning device from Module C. 
SCP-6038-1 can activate the growth of Dash-2 into its humanoid form, performing an incantation from Module D. Dash-1 does not appear capable of maintaining control of more than 50 active instances of Dash-2 at the same time. During combat, Dash-1 will hide itself and control the operation of SCP-6038-2 from a safe distance. Initially, the weapons manifested by Dash-2 are consistent with those of an ancient Greek phalanx. However, Dash-1 is capable of temporarily altering the weaponry manifested by Dash-2, employing morphogenetic thaumaturgy, which allows the instances of Dash-2 to remain active an average time of five hours before dissolving into a fine ivory-like dust. Recovery Log SCP-6038-2 was first discovered by Agent Ramirez, Foundation Operative and Liaison in Redacted Central America. SCP-6038-2 attacks have been targeting rural towns associated with a local guerrilla group known as Las Viboras. Agent Ramirez figured this connection and the location of the town most likely to be targeted next. MTF Tau-52 was deployed to the zone, finding the town overrun by Dash-2 instances and all of its inhabitants already deceased. MTF Tau-52 proceeded to engage Dash-2, which showed resistance to small arms fire. MTF Tau-52 then switched to anti-tank weaponry, which did prove effective against SCP-6038-2 instances. However, more instances of the anomaly kept emerging from the nearby jungle to engage with MTF Tau-52. Furthermore, newer instances began to manifest more modern weaponry instead of ancient ones. The MTF task force was taken by surprise by this development, which led them to start suffering casualties. This prompted the leader of the MTF group to request aerial support to carpet bomb the area in order to control the anomaly. The aerial bombing was successful in stopping the ongoing assault of SCP-6038-2. Further inspection of the zone recovered a disabled SCP-6038-1. It had been hiding in the nearby vegetation and producing more instances and clones from its mechanical structures. The airstrike damaged it to a point of partial neutralization, but left its hardware intact enough for successful repair and research by the Paratech Division. It is believed that SCP-6038-1 managed to avoid total destruction from the aerial bombing by commanding various instances of SCP-6038-2 to shield it. SCP-6038-1 was secured and taken to Site-63. This incident demonstrates the remarkable ability of the anomaly to rapidly adapt to new threats. The Paratech Division believes that had it not been disabled by the first bombing, it would have continued to adapt Dash-2 to manifest anti-air weaponry, or potentially even resistances to the air devices. Since SCP-6038 incidents involved one involving the termination of every witness, there was no necessity of amnestic application to the local population. The mass execution of the four towns was attributed to local guerrillas, and the SCP-6038 recovery mission was disguised as an anti-terrorist operation. I'll take the Update. next one. Go ahead. Update regarding GOI 1043. Cryptological analysis of 6038 firmware has confirmed suspicions that the SCP was developed by the Valraven Corporation, <gasps> furtherly identified as GOI 1043. <gasps> this confirms the report by Agent Ramirez that governmental entities of redacted hired the services of 1043 as part of its counterinsurgency campaign against the armed group known as Las Viboras. Foundation operatives have already begun procedures to pressure the government of Redacted to stop employing anomalous weapons in its military campaign. 
1043 is a private military company specializing in anomalous warfare. They're mainly involved in asymmetric warfare conflicts in developing countries. 1043 is suspected to be active in Latin America, Africa, the Middle East, Eastern Europe, and South Asia. The Foundation's official policy towards anomalous private military companies, or APMCs, is currently being discussed by the O5 Council, the Ethics Committee, Committee and the Geopolitics Department. The Ethics Committee is also evaluating Research P Proposal 697. Addendum Email communication regarding Research Proposal 697 from Dr. Grovera to Dr. A.W. Bird. Regarding our last update on 697, the Paratechnological Division of Site 63 has suggested utilizing the capabilities of 6038 to modify and control the weaponry and behavior of Dash 2 instances to assist in MTF training. A reprogrammed 638 could generate Dash 2 instances armed with non-lethal weapons to participate in, FT in MTF training drills. I want to make clear that I wholeheartedly support the idea. However, reverse engineering the technology, especially for Module C, is proving to be more challenging than previously thought. We could really accelerate this project if we had the cooperation of 1043. Direct confrontation with them will prove too costly, so O5 will certainly initiate negotiations. Let's make sure technology exchange is brought to the table. Another addendum. Fragment of interview log with Agent Ramirez. So this is again Ramirez and Dr. Guevara. After the events leading to the containment of SCP-6038, Agent Ramirez solicited a transfer to Svalbard. My point is that the Foundation cannot afford to move you. You are our most valuable specialist in the region. It would take ages to replace you. On the other hand, your performance during 6038 incident deserves a promotion, not a transfer to a God's forsaken site in Svalbard. You know, this isn't the first time that this has happened. What do you mean? The Matanzas, the indiscriminate slaughter of civilians. We've been doing that for years. They don't even have, we don't even have to be sure they're involved. Just a simple suspicion is enough to sentence a whole town. This time we intervened because they decided to get creative with their methods and hired those ravens and that fucking robot. The same robot we want MTFs to play with. Hmm. But before this, I had seen so many massacres carried out with just guns and knives, and I could do nothing about it. I thought this time would be different, that I could make a difference, but I couldn't save everyone, not even a single person. If I go back, I'll just have to keep watching it happen over and over again. I won't be able to even try to stop it, because there would be no anomaly involved. War is not an anomaly. Just let me move on. I can't keep like this anymore. Closing statement. Agent Ramirez's transfer request to Svalbard has been approved. Hmm. Well, so what did you guys that was a, quite a quite a cool one. It harkens back, I think, to my favorite my my favorite weird series, series one, with how just fucking bizarre the SCP is. I mean, this is really out of nowhere, like design. If this it is wasn't kind of weird. Oh, mm -hmm. go ahead. Finish no, go ahead. your comment before I start. Mine. No, I was, I was pretty much done. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So it, it's kind of weird um that it reminds me of like those living oil rig <laughs> that we saw it kind of like the description reminds me of that 
I think the Living Oil Rig was a really interesting one because it's one of the only ones we've read that doesn't really like have a story to it. And I'm yeah. this is a probably showing how bad my taste is sometimes, but I really like SCPs that don't have a story. It's just this is a fucking weird thing that's just it's just out there. It's just in the world. The SCP Foundation knows about it. We can't really do much about it. It's, I like it's a very interesting, one... like... Oh, go ahead. So, so, no, you can mm-hmm. go first. Go ahead. That's your thought. Okay. This is related to um, Matt's comment. I like that this one has a story, like, unlike the oil rig one. Um, like, I like that it's being integrated into the actual universe a bit more. Mm-hmm. I agree. It can definitely help when you've actually, like, integrated it into the world mm-hmm. a bit more so it's not just hey here's a dildo that pulls out a gun and kills you if you try to put it next to a bible yeah it, it's uh it's it's very interesting i think it's i think it's a very interesting anomaly because it's such a a weird weapon of war um that mm-hmm. it like it, it you know, it summons like these like you know these greek hoplite automatons and it's also like like it prays to like a Turkic sun god to power its like solar yes. panels. It, it it's like a mis a mishmash of mythologies that are being used to mm-hmm. oppress people in South America. Hmm. I also like yeah. the picture. <laughs> I yes, know that's a silly nice. thing to say, but I like the picture. <laughs> no, it's it's a good picture. What is it from? Do you know? Um, what, what, the the picture of the anomaly. Yeah. Uh, well, we can check licensing and citation. Because the the picture is literally titled a... Wheelbarrow 2. I think it's... um, Isn't it's a it a, a retrieval device? Yeah, it's a bomb robot. Okay. Yeah, Wheelbarrow Robot from uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, this is just a bomb. Okay. It, it's as it's described. It's a bomb disposal robot. Okay. So it actually is what it represents, but just, you know... It has a lot more going on in the actual SCP. I did like that, though. The the mishmash of mythology. I think it's also an interesting juxtaposition to put, like, tech, really, really advanced technology with mythology as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a very it's a very well-designed one. And, of course, it makes sense that it fits well with Valraven's stuff yes. with a uh, weaponry because this was written by the one who invented Valraven. Yes. This is their first appearance. Which is, yes, which which by the way, to clarify to everybody who's listening, Sergio did not make Valraven. If this starts circulating the SCP No, I am him. Sergio I'm John Valraven Corporation. No, you're no, not. No. John Valraven. Oh my gosh. Okay, that, He's also that, that, not a neo Nazi. <sighs> That that reminds me actually. Uh, it's an SCP thirty four fifty two, which is another Valraven skip. I, I I met uh, that 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 I wrote up in in like four hours. Um, the uh, the 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 Valraven sales associate that gives the foundation the faulty anomaly is named uh, Kayla Foyo, um, which is uh, a, a you know a what do you call it a. Me tearing apart Killer Poyo and turning it into a name. Love that. The fan in so, which he also made Killer Poyo into a, a Fortnite character. 
What? Based. Based lore. <laughs> Very based lore. Um, so you said this was the first Val Raven yeah. appearance, like ever? Yes. This is this is the this is okay. the skip that created them. So uh <laughs> why do people think that Val Raven is neo Nazi if it's literally like a counterinsurgency against like fascists? Well, I was the last Boros is, is Lots of Boros are not fascists. You will see that in the next part of the series. Okay. Um they're they're actually the good guys. Uh but pe- people got the neo Nazi thing because of the um nor the the ties to Nordic mythology. Okay, literally just Norse stuff. Okay. Yeah, just just the Norse stuff. Does that mean Marvel is is neo Nazis? Well, I, I think I, th- I I think it, it's like the combination of like pro- like Nordic private military going into these third world countries where they're like, ah, oh, yeah, they're white supremacists. Which which is not Ugh. at all how anyone has, has written Val Raven ever. I remember I was having a conversation with someone, and I was like, I don't know where they're getting this white supremacy thing. And then he was like, well, you know, they do think they're better than people. And it's like, um, what does that have to do with anything? There's a, there's a lot of people. I think a lot of people in the better. SCP Foundation think they're better than other people. Yes. Maybe this even most of them. I mean, religious oh. whack jobs. Yeah, they're a bu- they they are a bunch of neo pagan religious whack jobs um, that oppress other like Christian religions, but they're not Nazis. There's nothing even remotely like Nazi related about them. That's that's what's the funniest thing. Yeah, no, they're only mercenaries. They don't they don't take places over. They don't like walk around Hitler saluting. Well, either way, it was a very, very nice little SCP. I, I think what I'm, I'm most like about it is it's just it, it's just there. It tells the story and then it's done. And it's mostly just a setup for other stuff. And I like that. It tells a completed narrative on its own, but it leaves it open for something in the future. It's like a it's like a good beginning to a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, that's all. My I thoughts. also I, I like the formatting, too. Where it's yes. like split Before, up between the level one clearance and the level three. Yes, although I I do question this is this is me being very nitpicky here, I admit, but I I don't quite get why there is the separation there. Cause it's not like I don't I don't know. I just don't really get why you wouldn't be able to know about level three if you could know about level one. Um, I'm. I'm. Ass- I- I'm, ass- I'm. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know more say, than I, I do. I, I was just. I, I. I. would say that the the change in um clearance level is that if you're just level one clearance, which is just like your standard, just kind of dude working at the foundation, it's it's like we're just gonna let you know that there's something fucky going on in South America. But if you're level three, you're in the know. We 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 we've we've bartered this deal with this this PMC to give us this robot. Mm-hmm. Like 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 I feel like it's 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 a change in how sensitive the information is, which which is why yes. I, I I think it's fine with the the changes. 
That's, That's exactly what, what I was going to say. Sensitivity of the information. Not only of like, you know, all, all of the information about um, like just the SCP itself and then also what's going on. But I think it's also um, it, it works as a dual separation for more sensitive materials for the characters, too. Like, I think the it, it serves the narrative yeah, purpose where, where of splitting that information up. That's fair. Where Ramirez getting transferred, that would be sensitive information. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, looking at the anomaly class... There. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, looking at the anomaly class guide, level one is, uh, this document is available to all Foundation employees. If you get a regular paycheck, you can see this document. Level three is available to the minority of employees. Uh, primary administrative staff of a site will have level three access. If an employee has a subordinate that does not have level three access, they must request access to the document from their site administrative staff. Yeah, that's fair. It's just funny to me because I read a bunch of, we've read a shit ton of documents on here and level three, I think has the highest amount of variability in the sensitivity of the information compared to what gets classified in it. Cause it, it, it depends on per ins- offer. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a per author thing. Anyhow, though, I think that was quite fun. I liked that. Do we want to read part two or save it for another time? As a part two, how long is it? Well, 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 well there's a. I mean, the the next one in the series. Let me see how long. It is. Oh, the next one in the series. Uh, I don't know. I think I think we can save that for another time. We can milk this series. <laughs> Is there anything else we'd like to discuss about this one? Or hmm. or related topics? Hmm. Well, I could go off on a tangent on how cool robots are. Like bomb like, robots? Like, <laughs> bomb robots, AI in general, technology, that kind of stuff. I feel like that's more just general shooting the shit, but I don't know. Robots are cool. Robots are cool. Yeah, robots are cool. Very cool. If you had a sentient yeah, we... robot for a bomb disposal, you could have, have like, little, Jer- little Jerry, who's, like, a three-foot-tall robot, go in to defuse a bomb, and if he, if he fucks up and he blows up, he's fine. And I'm imagining he gets, he's like, fine. if a bomb blows up and he gets launched, he'll be, like, thrown into a wall. He'll break through the concrete wall and he'll be poking oh. out the other side. And you'll see him. You're like, Jerry, are you okay? And he just holds up a holds up a thumb. He's all good. As a uh, as a super big non sequitur, sentient AI. What do you think that'll do to humanity? Um. Hmm. Like, fully self-sentient, I understand I'm a machine, I understand you're a human, I have my own thoughts and feelings. Humans will want to fuck them. I think that depends on the chassis it has. <laughs> yeah, they're really... De- well, that might not stop some people. No. <laughs> I, I do know there are some people who would look at, like, a bomb disposal robot and they'd look at it and they'd look at it and they oh, just bomb disposal code 68 6038 code you know what i'm i'm sure there were <laughs> i'm sure there were some uh audience members who were getting hot and bothered by the scp photo like as soon as yeah, i is. mentioned like oh it looks it's a cool picture they're like oh, oh well, we gotta we gotta describe the photo cool for picture. them it's got um <laughs> it's got a big long shaft 
with an arm at the end. With an oh, arm yeah, at the, the end. Two, two pincers. Yeah, two pincers. I, uh, in there's honor some of coils. Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Coils, coils might have a fun texture. In, in honor of Jacob, how much money would you pay to get jerked off by this robot? None. <laughs> None. Oh wait, that is, that's bad. Wait, never mind. I meant I would not pay. I would not do it. I would if not do freebie, it. I don't do want it. it. If it's a freebie, you'll do it. I don't want it. Okay. That's my answer. I meant none because I do not want. I would pay to keep it away from me. <laughs> In that way. <laughs> well, now you guys have to answer. How how much I would pay to get jerked off by the uh, this is the eleven EOD search and regiment RLC wheel wheelbarrow robot? Um, well, I I don't think its little like bomb bomb arm grabber thingy is very like soft. I mean, maybe if you cover. <laughs> You just cover it. Well, it's delicate enough to it's delicate enough to deal with wires. Put a put a sock over it or something. (laughs) Put a put a flashlight on it. Put a flashlight adapter. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't grabbed the flashlight Uh, and it. (laughs) It There you go. I'm imagining if you did that in a video, you haven't grabbed the flashlight and then like the um. No, what? No, what? What have you ordered? Matt, yeah. w- let's go back to the yeah. anomaly because you know it makes a bunch of men. <laughs> makes a bunch of men. <laughs> and they wait, they, they just you, you order wait. it, so they ram ranch you. So do you. What? It, make, <laughs> it makes a bunch of men. Cowboys in the shop. Oh my god! Ranch, big herd driving oh cocks wanting to be yeah, sucked. Big, big metal men with big metal cowboys <laughs> wanted to be sucked. <laughs> That was a perfect spot to end the clip. Wanting to be fucked. <laughs> oh god, they're gonna. How much would you, would you pay? You still haven't said anything. Well, how much would I pay? Both of you. Um. <laughs> Nothing. Twelve. <laughs> twelve. What? Do you want better? Twelve fifty. I'll I'll pay twelve lights. <laughs> Rubles, oh my gosh. <laughs> 12 cents. Wait, let's see. Let's look up how many 12 rubles to you. I think the rubles exchange rate that's, has fixed that's itself. 20 cents, my dude. <laughs> what? Matt would pay 20 cents. Um, Sergio, you would also pay 20 cents. <laughs> Well, well, see, I I think the thing is, if you pay more for it, then you want it more. Like, if we're saying we don't want to pay anything for, like, we don't think it'd be worth anything. No, also, I like to point 12. out. Yeah, go ahead. When I said I, I said to Poyo that they probably get this episode on December twelfth, they said, "Oh, the day of the Virgin of Guadalupe." Um, which which I, I believe what? that that what this is probably Killer Poyo's. Yeah, Day of the Virgin Guadalupe, December twelfth, uh, is, is something they celebrate wow. in Mexico, uh, which is really funny because okay. we're talking about using sixty thirty eight to gangbang you. <laughs> yes, 
Little, little and we just say a couple Hail Marys when you watch this day on the day of the Virgin Guadalupe. Yes. Please pray for us. <laughs> we probably pray, pray, need pray, it. Pray, pray, pray to Papoyo will be prayer. praying. I'm, I'm sure uh, after they've seen us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pray for our right. forgiveness. Uh, do, the, do the Matt tells everybody an obscure but mildly interesting fact theme song. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember. Matt Fact. Matt Fact. I looked up uh, the literal translation of Adios because I thought thought of Adios and I thought, well, doesn't that actually just mean to God? Like literally the the thing you're saying when you say Adios is to God. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, that is that is what it is." I'm I'm surprised nobody has canceled "adios" yet. And then I saw somebody point out, "Well, this isn't particularly odd for them to say, oh, to God as you leave,' because goodbye is yes, a God really, be with you. is a really weird pronunciation of God be with you, because those fucking Brit bongs kept shortening it and shortening until it went from God be with you to God be with you, God be with you, goodbye." I feel like I feel like there's a there was another thing um, someone was pointing out because there's a lot of because I was some of you was pointing out like in fantasy stuff like saying things like goodbye like a lot of words that were like based off like like God bless you and stuff like that they got shortened down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can't say G's because obviously that comes from Jesus yes yes I uh, can't can't say BC anymore either. BC. I like BC. I like BC and AD. I, I like, like BC too, oh, but yeah. they changed it to BCE, which is clunky and stupid. And CE. Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't like what the heck is a common era? Describe me what's common about it. It's been going on it, for it's 2000 common years. Era? I thought it was current era. Is it not no, even it's current? Common. Oh my no, god. It's common. It, you know what? A uh, cringe era. That's what it stands cringe for. Era. Cringe era. It's not even the, the. We're in what the Holocene. The Holocene's been going on for more than the two thousand years. Yeah, the common era. A the long cuck ass time. era. That's what it is. It's the cuck era, and BCE before is era. before the cuck era. Did we not have cocks yet? Uh, no, the, the cucks. The people didn't get cuckolded oh. back uh, oh. in zero BC. Uh, they just yes, killed they each did. other. They just killed each other if you got cucked. Anyhow, though, uh, that's enough of my senseless rambling. I think we've ruined this episode enough for the last 13 minutes of my insane schizo posting. I think Any message uh, for Killer Pollo for, for whatever reason actually made it to this point in the episode? Uh, keep up the good work. Yes, I agree. We'll, we'll read Very more fun. soon. Hopefully. Yes, I, we're going to uh, grift off your series. Yes, we're we're gonna gri- we're gonna grift hard like the Val Raven Corporation is. Yes, <laughs> L- we like the Americans your, we are, we're gonna ta- we're gonna take advantage of you because you're from a South American country. These are all jokes. <laughs> no, don't say <laughs> that. <laughs> we're we're gonna get clipped out of context. Then we're gonna get canceled. Well, they just they just have to clip. We're Americans. That's it. That's all they have to do to cancel. Yeah, us. we're That's Americans. True. We're Americans, like no, Val no, Raven. It's, it's only cancelable if we say <laughs> if we say this exact phrase. We are proud to be Americans. If we said I'm that, we'd be cancelable. 
All right. I'm, I'm done. lukewarm to be an right, American. I'm, done. I'm losing my mind. All right. Any other Goodbye. things you want to say? God be with you. God, God, God be with you. you. Adios. <laughs> Adios. Adios. Vaya con Dios. <laughs>